0: So, Mr. Barker, I guess the word you would use to describe this particular win, um, well, the word I'd come up with is tidy. A tidy win. Good defense, 4 1 win for the Blue Jays, good defense, couple of two run home runs. You say Kikuchi, not answering all the questions in the long term, but certainly in the short term. Certainly in the short term, I think answering the most pressing question, which was simply. Could you say Kikuchi keep the lid on things in the first of five games? Set the Blue Jays up for the starts coming up with Barrios, and you've got Gossman coming up. You've got the doubleheader. Basically, do no damage. You say Kikuchi did more than that. Eight strikeouts, a season high. Kevin, and uh, pretty much in control right from the get-go.
1: Yeah, i gotta, I got to be honest with you. I'm still on the fence about this because if you look at his totality of, of his, his night, again, it's about the innings pitch, right? That, that was coming into the night. You didn't want him to go to two and a third because they really didn't have anybody else to go to, to to eat up innings because they're they're having to play five games in four days. Uh, you, you know, you, you look at exactly what he did. We On Blair and Barker today, we tried to break this down, and I said he has to throw strike one to compete and give himself the chance to go deep in games. He was awful at that. Face 22 batters through 10 strike ones. Like, to do that against a really good offensive team that's just not going to work you know uh, it, it, he made up for it because early on he had good velocity that that velocity that we saw tonight at 95.96 normally not what we see it's normally in that 93 94 range I don't know about you but why is he throwing a cutter again? That that, I know that's sort of a security blanket for him. Whenever he's not getting the heater in the strike zone, he tends to want to go to something that's takes a little bit off. Maybe he can aim that a little bit better, get that to where what side of the plate he wants to get it to. But for me, a lot of the times that 90 mile an hour pitch is a BP heater. If he does, he's not locating it almost perfect. But. Again, it gets back to the 80 pitches to six innings. You mentioned it today on Blair and Barker. This is exactly what he had to do. This gives him confidence. This gives the organization confidence. Most importantly, this gives the guys hitting, uh, playing behind him confidence. You saw him jumping around. You saw him playing good defense. You saw him running all over the place. So, yeah, all systems are a go after the start tonight for him.
0: Well, if nothing else, Kevin, it means that Charlie Montoyo and I guess by extension, Ross Atkins will not have to spend the next five days answering the question: Does you say Kikuchi make his next start? It's pretty apparent he will indeed uh, will indeed make his next start. And we don't know, frankly, we don't know what would have happened had you know tonight gone the way other nights, the other nights had gone for him. I mean, you know, we've gone back and forth in this. Everybody's gone back and forth in this. There's a, there's a lot of money invested in this guy. There's three years invested in this guy, and, and there is. There's a long game here with him in addition to in addition to a short game. but um, for the first of five games against the Rays, you know the only the only thing I come away questioning tonight and we'll get the callers uh, to chime in here at four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety triple eight triple six zero five ninety five ninety five ninety in the text line. We'll get the callers to chime in here. I was a little surprised. I saw David Phelps working his fourth day in five. Uh, you know, again, Barrios starting tomorrow is working on things. You'd think he'll be okay, but he is working on things. You know, you you went to your leverage guys. I I did Charlie managed it like a game he wanted to win. He managed it like a game he had to win. But man, David Phelps. Four outings in five days, and he was not good yesterday in his previous outing. I just kind of worry about uh, about the workload in some of these guys. You know, I understand that Maybe. We, we've talked about it, the hands are tied, but uh, Sergio Romo, to me, you get Sergio Romo up three times, then you ought to get him in the game. You know, uh, that's the <laughs> way I look at it. Uh, you, you know you know as well as
1: anybody. Coming in tonight it just seemed like Tim Mays and Jordan Romano were not available. They, unless they had to, they didn't have any other choice. They weren't gonna to go to those two guys. How do you feel the spots? And for me it goes batting order. Top of the order, probably not going to be Sergio, Sergio Romo. Mm-hmm. Jeff, you have no idea what you're going to get from him, right? And for A, to start the season, it's not lying. Something's not right with him, whether it's spinning, whether it's location, whether he's falling behind, whether the velocity on the heater is a tick below what it normally is. Now, it's normally 95, maybe it's 83, 84, and it's not located. So, they have no idea what they're going to get. They sort of know what they're going to get from the guys they brought in tonight. and. It's sort of that tone-setting thing, right? It's it's when you hear yep. Kevin Gosman in the Red Sox series say that I'm out there to set the tone and get the series off to a good start here and have everybody confident and, and rested and ready to go when somebody does have a little hiccup. I, for me, Charlie managed just exactly the way he was supposed to
0: manage it. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about, obviously. We've got Teoscar Hernandez's response. Santiago Espinal and how he has worked his way out of that hitting funk. And and once again, we have to talk about Matt Chapman's defense, uh, saving some runs, certainly saving some pitches. But let's get to Justin and Kawartha Lakes. He wants to talk about Yusei Kikuchi, who, yes, Espinal and Teoscar Hernandez hit home runs, but I think the story of the night for most Blue Jays fans will be that they won a game in which Yusei Kikuchi went six innings. Justin, go ahead.
2: Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. I mean, um, hands up to anybody who thought Kikuchi was going to have this start versus the race because uh, I don't think you'll have too many hands up. I'll tell you that first. Um, you know, he mm-hmm. goes, he goes uh, you know, six strikeouts, one walk, only one run given up over six, six innings. Uh, I mean, this whole week everybody was, uh, you know, wanting to throw him uh, somewhere other than the, the mound. And he, uh, I believe those baseball gods uh, really shut up the crowd there for a little bit. Um, you know, and Ross and Cole would uh, breathe a little bit easier uh, tonight after that start. And just one last point on our bullpen right now: the only two guys I'm trusting is Romano and Simber. Everyone else, I'm kind of on edge about. So uh, it'd be nice if they address that. Uh, have a yeah. good night, guys. Thanks, Nick, take my
0: call. Thanks, man. Appreciate the call. Yeah, I mean, they are listen. They are going to address it. There's no, uh, there's no ifs ands or buts. Uh, ifs ands or buts about that. that. That that that's pretty clear. That remains a priority. One game, I don't think is. Isn't necessarily isn't necessarily going to change anything, uh, in that regard, Kevin. Uh, but uh, I do want to uh, flip the conversation now to the offense to Teoscar Hernandez, uh, who didn't play yesterday. And Charlie had some reasons for not playing him. Nick Pavetta is one for fifteen against Nick Pavetta. Other people mm-hmm. had reasons for him not to play, including, you know, that his lack of awareness at uh, first base in the game before. And frankly, we've seen other occasions recently where you know, Teoscar has at times appeared to, shall we say, wander uh, a little bit both mentally and physically. He, he hit a home run tonight. Santiago Espinal, Kevin, we've also got to talk about him, 3-for-42 coming after that first game of the Red Sox series, 6-for-12 now. Uh, look, this is a guy who started the year, was going to be a platoon second baseman, now he is the everyday second baseman. He has a chance to go to the All-Star game as a second baseman. And he's kind of fought his way out of that first slump. And, Kevin, he's fought his way out against the Boston Red Sox and then tonight against, against the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, you know, you, you're a big believer in guys playing up to the AL East, to the challenge that the AL East presents. You're a big believer mm-hmm. in that. And Santiago Espinal's kind of done that. He has, well, it's the it's the grind of, a, of a, a marathon season when you're expected
1: to win every single baseball game, and that's, that's where the Blue Jays are at. They're expected to win every single baseball game, no matter who they're playing, and when you're an everyday player, you're supposed to live up to that, but it is the grind. You have to figure out ways to, to get through when you're not feeling well, and, you know, you're... You may have slid. Remember that slide he had at second base where mm-hmm. in Milwaukee he slid late and twisted an ankle when that sort of, you know, you have to fight through things like that. You have to understand how to how to back off a little when you need to back off and just to keep yourself on the field and, and, and keep performing at the highest level. For for me tonight, you know, the elevated fastball is, is a whole different animal. When I played it, it was never an elevated fastball. You know, Jeff, you covered baseball forever. It was more yep. down. That's how they tried to get everybody out. They wanted you get to hit the ball on the ground. Now it's get you looking down there and elevate fastballs with two strikes. To be able to do what he did to that, I know it's 82 miles an hour. I think that was a slider. It didn't slide. To be able to get in an athletic position, I talk about that all the time, land with that front foot, get in an athletic position, be ready to hit velocity, and then you can adjust to everything else. He has a level swing. And to be able to follow the baseball with your eyes, clears your hips, and allows you to, Exhale the b- the barrel. Basically get the barrel out of the way with your eyeballs. And he's growing as a hitter. He's growing as a baseball player. He's learning how to play every single day at the big league level and doing it in the American League East, which is a whole different animal in itself. And he's a key piece to this team, Jeff. I think we can finally say that now about mm-hmm. Santiago Espinal. They wouldn't be the same team, I don't think, anyway, with him on both sides of the ball.
0: He's certainly given them – Along with Matt Chapman and, and and to a certain degree, Kevin Biggio, they they've we've talked about how so, there's so much emphasis on the top of this lineup, and and of course Teoscar Hernandez and that, but the bottom three guys, you know, they're getting on, they're creating havoc, they're they're setting the table for George Springer and 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 Beau Bichette as well, and and that's really something I think we've seen in this this little resurgence if you want to call it that for the Toronto Blue Jays the other thing I wanted to ask you about Santiago Espinal in, in, in addition to the in addition to the ankle injury he did have that one game we, we're not going to talk about umpires but he had that one game where he was Doug Eddings and he I mean he was you know you, you've seen the you've seen <clears throat> the charts Doug Eddings had a bad night he was particularly mm-hmm. atrocious with Santiago Espinal at the home plate now I understand I, you know, umpires have been blowing calls since the game the game started I I I get all that, but for a, I, I, think for a guy like Santiago Espinal, you, you have to go through these things, right? You have to go through not just the slump, but all the stuff that happens during a slump. You know, getting screwed by an umpire, you you, you got to figure out how to handle that, how to rebound from it. And uh, like I said, this looks really good <laughs> against him for him to do it against Boston, and then to do it against this team. Um, you know, well done for Santiago Espinal.
1: Absolutely. I root for him every single time he plays on a baseball field because he's a good kid. He works his tail off. He wants to be the best player he can possibly be. He wants to be a part of a championship team. And to buy into that and do everything you can do to make yourself better, which makes your team better, something special to watch. I love watching him.
0: If you're uh, leaving the game or if you're – out at the lake getting ready for the Canada Day weekend. Give us a call at 416-870-0590. Star 590, one 888 590 You can text us. 590-590 is the text line. Please include your name and location. 307 will be the first pitch tomorrow. A matinee game as uh, the Blue Jays and the Rays continue this series. And, of course, Saturday is a doubleheader. And uh I'm we don't know yet, I don't think, at least I've not seen uh how Charlie will play the uh we do know Kevin Gossman is go- going to start that game. I don't know if they've announced yet whether um which game he's going to start in the doubleheader. Uh hopefully we'll get we'll get some information on that. But we do know that Jose Barrios is uh going to start tomorrow. Kevin, we've got to talk about Matt Chapman's defense as well tonight. Uh mm-hmm. it's not just the plays he made were really good, but you know, they were difficult plays that that he he made not effortlessly, but they were difficult plays that he he made undramatically. I guess is the way I'd put it. I, I, you watch this guy play. And look, we've been lucky here. We've had some good third baseman. We had Scott Rowland here, but I've Kevin. I don't think I've seen a guy play third base here in this city. Scott Rowland to be the only guy that comes close to this guy.
1: His defense can win games.
0: It's like tonight. Everything you watch,
1: even when you watch him when the pitcher's going through his windup, his, pre, his pre-pitch his setup, how wide he gets, how, how strong his base is, how good his first jump is, uh, how soft his hands are when he's trying to get those in-between hops. That ball that was down the line tonight, that the, the third out with the runner on third base, that was an in-between hop. It's so hard for a guy sometimes on the run like that to do it all at one time, right, to run in and catch it and throw it. He sort of separates the two. He catches it first. His eyes are on the baseball. He looks it into his glove. It sounds easy. Sounds baseball 101, but not everybody can do that, especially on the run when your eyes are moving, the ball's moving. Him to be able to do that, set his feet sort of, and throw a strike to first base second none. And, again, he's made their team so much better. Again, when you see the shift, Jeff, and you see everybody on the right side of the infield except him. It's just, for me, it's amazing to see that, that they have that much trust in him, that if he has to move around, you know, ball hit off the end of the bat, and he has to run sort of sideways towards the third-base dugout and can do that cross-fire throw that he does, as strong as he does it, and throw a strike to Vladdy. He's an elite defender who can make this team that much better and make a, let's face it, and let's be honest, a bullpen sometimes is not the greatest, much better because of the way he plays defense.
0: Kevin, the fact that he played in Oakland, which has all that foul territory and on, on both sides. It's got a lot of foul territory. Now, we've talked to guys who played third bases visiting players in Oakland. They'll tell you it takes a while to get used to because the stands are so far back from first base. Just spatially, it takes a while to develop that, that awareness. How much of what we see from Matt Chapman do you think comes from the fact that he's played in that, in that ballpark? This ballpark is obviously helping him because of the confines. But that play down the line. You know, there are guys who would give up in that play. Matt Chapman's not giving up because he's used to making that play. Is there something there, do you think? It's funny. Fun. Absolutely. It's funny how, that you mentioned that because you notice
1: how hard he runs after balls that even go like five or six rows deep. It got, and that gets back to that Oakland thing. You just never give up on a ball because you just don't know if it's going to come back, mm-hmm. stay in fair territory, that, or even that foul territory because of how much you got over there. That's why he's never given up on baseballs. Again, it's for me. It's about pre-pitch setup, and you gotta want to catch every single baseball. It sounds silly, and it sounds so simple, but you got. It's like base running. I, I, I keep bringing it back to base running. You gotta be a, You want to be a good base runner, right? You want to take a good secondary lead. You want to cut the corners the right way. You want to make the third base coach stop you. Playing defense is no different. And just to watch him do the things he does by getting the best jumps he can possibly get, and never giving up on a baseball. I mean, it's pretty awesome. Like, I'm, I'm with you. The defense on the infield now that Bo sort of figured out whatever Bowe's figured out confidence-wise when it comes to every single ground ball, even when he's moving side to side. You know his backhand. That's why they were moving him a little bit closer to the second base bag because he re- wasn't really good at going uh, closer to the third base hole and making that play backhanded and throwing a ball to first base. Now he's doing that with a ton of confidence. I don't know about you, Jeff, but when the ball's hit on the ground now, I expect an out, and I'm sort of shocked when there's not an out.
0: Yeah, the the infield defense to me is, you know, we there, there's been a lot of individual stories here this year. Uh, obviously, you know, we look at the Jays going to the, possibly going to the all-star game, Alejandro Kirk, Santiago Espinoza. I mean, they've had breakout players. They still really haven't had that oomph stretch from, from guys like Vladdy and Bo. But to me, the kind of the underlying story that doesn't get talked about enough is just, this team's infield defense and it's starting mm-hmm. with the guy at first base. The guy at second is settled in. Uh, and you know, as I I've said, this is this is an infield you can grow with. It's not just an infield you can win with, it's an infield that, that you can grow with because these guys for the most part are gonna be around for a while. Four one six, eight seven zero, zero five ninety, star five ninety, triple eight triple six, zero five ninety, five ninety, five ninety is a text line. We'll go back to the phone lines and the text line after we take this break. 4-1, the Blue Jays beating the Tampa Bay Rays. It's Blue Jays talk on Sportsnet 590, the fan. Blue Jays 2, Rays 1. Francisco Mejia the batter. Swings at the first pitch, pops it up beyond
1: third base. Back to the diamond. Chapman on the run, reaches out, makes the catch! Matt Chapman again, sparkling defensively for the Blue Jays. He single-handedly got Toronto through the sixth, and he makes a great play to stop the Rays and deny the tying run at third base with a tremendous
0: ranging play through foul territory at third base. Yeah, Matt Chapman certainly did do that. Jays winning 4-1. Matt Chapman's defense, very much an important part of this win, along, of course, with Yusei Kikuchi's, uh pitching. And... Um, the two-run homers from Teoscar Hernandez and Santiago Espinal. And now the Bet365 standings update. Just download the app and see for yourself why Bet365 is the world's favorite sports book. 19-plus, play responsibly, Ontario only. And there is good news tonight, I guess, on the out-of-town scoreboard and mm-hmm. by extension the standings. The Boston Red Sox are off. They are 43-33. The New York Yankees are fifty six and twenty one. They lost tonight two one Kevin Parker to the forty eight and twenty seven Houston Astros. Ooh. The Astros are seven and two in games against the Yankees and Mets recently. Um the Astros are Might be the well, best team in baseball. Right now we they, they they very well might be. They very well might be. We can we can have that discussion another time, but uh, the Astros beating the Yankees. Four-game series against the Yankees. So if you're the Jays, uh, between the Astros and Yankees, if you're the Jays, if you can put a run together here, you've got a little opportunity to sneak up in the Yankees. Boston's 12-and-a-half back. Toronto's 12-and-a-half back. Tampa's 15 back. So the Jays are two and a half up on, uh, on the Rays after tonight's game. And the Baltimore Orioles are 35-and-42. Again, 4-1 tonight.
2: Todd in Toronto. I just want to comment on the uh the front office a little bit cuz a couple years ago I was beating them up pretty bad. I wasn't sure what Atkins and Shapiro were doing trading away the pitching to the Yankees in the division. I was going ballistic. But now I can see what they were doing and they're doing a great job. And when I go to a ball game with my son, I feel like I get my money's worth.
0: The only thing I don't are like you about the ballpark. About well,
2: when they, they got rid of it. uh when they got I can't remember the they got rid of a couple of the pitchers and a couple of them went to the Yankees. I can't remember the actual names of the guys because it's been a little while, with, and I've got COVID brain, so uh, I can't remember the names of them. But but they did. the I'm not happy about that. And other other great players that we had were were, were ending up on other teams within the division. Yeah, like Donaldson,
0: and, and yeah, but he and, and
2: I was just like, "What is going on? Anybody that ever does that in any other sport, you trade one of the best players, and it goes to another team in the division. You get fired. You don't get accolades."
0: You know, you don't I'm, uh, I'm just going to ask you. I, I have no idea what uh, I mean. Josh Donaldson left for Cleveland. Um, Jose Batista. Well, I don't. I'm. I'm trying to think of guys that were traded within this division by the Blue Jays. I mean, I guess Steve Pierce, but uh, I. I. I can't think of a ton of guys. I mean, they're guys who may have left as free agents, but there's not a whole hell of a lot you can do about that if you're front office. But you wanted to talk about about uh, how they've changed your opinion with this year's team
2: with this year's team and last year's team and how they actually, you, they put the product on the field and as a fan, you, when win, lose or draw, you, you, they give it their all. And that's the only thing you can ask in sports. You give it Todd, your all. If people pay money, you give it your all.
0: Todd, I appreciate your call. Uh, they, look, they are, they, they have been an entertaining team. We, we've talked about this, the I mean, there are myriad reasons. I don't think we need to have the discussion about, uh, about the, reaction to Shapiro and Atkins when they came in here. I think a lot of that was simply due to the fact that Alex Anthopoulos was Canadian and, and Alex Anthopoulos made a couple of bold moves. And the 2015 Blue Jays kind of kind of resurrected baseball, not just in the city, but to a certain degree, baseball in this country. And, and you know, for that I think Alex Anthopoulos certainly deserves a lot of credit and certainly deserves a lot of thanks. But I, mean, I, I like where this organization is right now. You know, I, I I like the construction of the team. Yeah, there's some. Every team's got flaws. I'd be great if one of their great young prospects was a left-handed hitter or a switch hitter. Uh, it'd be great if they could develop a ton of guys who could throw a hundred. It'd be great if Nate Pearson could stay healthy. But but by and large, I'm looking at an infield that they've put together. Uh, Santiago Espinal acquired in the trade, George Springer free agent signing, Lourdes Gurriel developed internally, Teoscar Hernandez came over from Houston, but he kind of developed, kind of blossomed with the Blue Jays. I mean, Kevin, the the payroll is 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 comfortable. They've got supportive ownership. Clearly, clearly, Mark is Mark talks to the right people at the right time at with our bosses. Uh, I listen. This is a three or four year window of opportunity here. And uh, I, as I've said in the past, I truly think this team wins the World Series at some point during that time. And yeah, I'm with if you. They I don't, I think I, it's going to be a disappointment.
1: I, me too. I, I think the organization hates losing. Now, now I think there's a Blue Jay way. When I played here in 2006, it was just about – it was okay to finish third. I don't think that's okay anymore, Jeff. And and I think they have enough players now. They have enough starting pitching. Alec Manoa is a stud. He's going to be a stud for a very long time. You know what the shortstop's going to do. You know what the first baseman's going to do. The center fielder, if you can keep him healthy, that third baseman plays best third base in the American League. They got some things right. They now all of a sudden you have to come in and bl- beat the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays aren't going to beat themselves, and they got a front office that's going to back them up. If you're a fan of the Blue Jays, at least for the next three or four years, you got to look forward to that.
0: Kyler in Ontario. I don't know what brand of candle you bought and lit for Kikuchi tonight, Jeff. But please order some in bulk. I don't think it was me. There are other people that did it. But yeah, I, I would not. I would not. I would not put the candles on the top shelf yet. I would. Uh, I, I would me keep too. the candles handy. Um, Aaron and Saskatoon a uh, huge win today doesn't want to be a wet blanket but we've seen a recurring theme this year of an inability hit with runners in scoring position today they were 0 for 6 Kevin knows better than I do so what needs to change in the hitter's approach to be more productive with runners in scoring position Aaron the only thing I can tell you is the Blue Jays I believe coming into tonight were the best team in the Certainly in the American League, possibly in Major League Baseball, and hitting with runners in scoring position this month—that was an issue. Hasn't been an issue this month.
1: So, so sometimes you got to get—you got to tip your hat to the guy that's on the mound. Ryan Yarborough is not the easiest guy to hit. He, he pitches, he throws under hitting speed. How many times do you ever see a guy throw yep. 82, 84 miles an hour? It, it's impossible to, to to square that up. It's moving all over the place, and his misses are really, really good, if not great. So it's almost impossible to have approach against him. What do you do against him? Do you pull him? Do you try and... And stay up the middle? Do you go the other way? I just don't think there is an approach against him because you never face a guy like him. So sometimes, I mean, I know it's very hard for fans. It's very hard
0: for lineups. But sometimes
1: you got to tip your hat and just be happy that you walked away with a win.
0: Justin in North York wonders if the caller was referring to the J hap for Drury and McKinney trade. I uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I certainly you know I I I'm not entirely certain J hap trading away J Hap changed the future of this changed the future of this franchise. Um Mm-mm. he was on the back now. Yeah. It's uh I'm I'm not uh not too uh not too concerned about that. What do you need to see from Jose Barrios tomorrow, Kevin? Adjustments. Fastball, fastball
1: command, right? No, I need to see adjustments. He's an old enough guy. I've, I've mentioned this to you before. You sign a guy to $130 million not to be a project, not for Pete Walker to have to tell him between innings. you got to keep your shoulder in. you got to land in the same spot. you got to get it out front to throw your breaking ball. you got to start it here. He should be able to do that. I want to see pitch-to-pitch adjustments. I want to be able to see if he throws a bad curveball, fix it. Fix it on the mound right in front of us. That's what experience brings. You can't teach experience. And a guy that's got 160 plus starts
0: at the big league level should be able to do that. That's what I want to see. Um, Gabriel Moreno tonight behind the plate. We saw a lot of shaking off from David a Phelps. A lot. Um, yeah, a, a ton. <laughs> a I mean, lot. They, they clearly were not in the same. They clearly were not in the uh, on the same page. Uh, the only reason I bring him up is Danny Jansen uh, took BP again today. We should get a better idea, I think, tomorrow, where Danny Jansen or, or what the timetable is for him uh, in in Buffalo. But I noticed that on the telecast tonight, Dan and Joe talked about it and they kind of addressed what you do with with Moreno and and I'm I'm kind of with Joe on this, Kevin. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah, I don't think you're you're not trading any of the three catchers. Let's just get that out of the way because I know that's going to come up. That's not going to happen. But I do think that that what we've seen from Gabriel Moreno, yeah, he he needs he needs to he needs to get a bit more experience. He needs to get a bit more experience. And I'm not certain June is, June in the major leagues is is doing it for him right now. And, a, and, I'm, and that, I'm not I'm not throwing him under the bus because that's he's it ain't 22 his, years not, old. It's not his, his 20, fault. 22. He's up here. It's not his fault. He's up, up. up here.
1: Uh, I, I'm, I'm with you and Joe. I, I would send him down to get more experience reading bats and, and understanding where hitters are standing in the batter's box, where to throw them, what, what to throw him with two strikes. You see a lot of shaking off oh oh, and with two strikes. Why is that? There's You, you have to have a certain plan of how you're going to set certain guys up, even if you're hard throwers and even if you're Yusei Kikuchi. say Kikuchi, I, I don't know if you read too much into him shaking off. He shakes off everybody. <laughs> it's like he's very indecisive on what he wants to throw and when he wants to throw it and how much he wants to throw it, so I wouldn't read too much into that, but a guy I like david phelps you gotta you gotta do some thinking when that guy's in the batter's box with the cutters and the, and the backdoor cutters and the big breaking balls and and the sliders and when you're throwing them and how much you're throwing them and that's not gabby's fault like he's 22 years old he's sort of put in a tough situation here to try and think along because it's win mode here it's, you're not up here to develop these kind of guys and he just needs to go down and, and understand how to call games and, and how to put hitters away and the
0: only way you do that is with experience Throw you some numbers out here with Teo Hernandez's home run in the second inning. The Jays have now got eight players with at least 30 RBIs this, t- t- this season. That's more than any other team in the majors. Uh, we talked about the number of home runs, 50 home runs, I think, in the uh, in the month of June for the Blue Jays. Uh, again, tonight, two-run home runs from Santiago Espinal and Teoscar Hernandez setting the pace offensively for the Jays. 4-1 win, a 4-1 win, I should say, over the Tampa Bay Rays. the second game of the series goes tomorrow at 307 doubleheader on saturday and then the series wraps up on sunday some final thoughts kevin before we sign off for the night uh, i think we've touched all the bases so to speak kikuchi Teo, Espinal, the bullpen uh chapman's d some final thoughts
1: well i said this today on, on blair and barker you asked me what the keys were and i said you're gonna have to out homer the tampa bay rays what did they do tonight they hit two Don't homers. The, the, the Blue Rays. Jays did. Tampa Bay hit one. They're going to have to do that in the next four games. They're going to have to out homer the, the Rays. To string together hits is almost impossible against this team, even when some of their key guys are hurt. So you got to have a bloop and a bomb. You do that a couple of times
0: in the game, and you have a decent start. You can win most of these games. Four-one. The Blue Jays beat the Tampa Bay Rays tonight. Three o seven is tomorrow's game time. Thanks for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, served up by the always game-ready Jack Link's meat snacks. Feed your wild side baseball fans.